Hashtag Pistons Podcast. We're back on another beautiful evening here. I'm Joe. I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore truck. You can read me on Detroit Bad Boys and my own site, truckthoughts.com. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Mr. Kook Hill. You can read him also at Detroit Bad Boys. You can find him on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can find him on Twitter at Kook Hill NBA. So, as per usual, we're recording this right after um, right after the game. Um, the Pistons just lost to the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime, one hundred and seventeen to one hundred and ten. Um, for the Pelicans, Jaleel Okafor had a big game, scored twenty five points. Um, this guy, I don't even know what his first name is. This Melly guy, what's his first name? Nicolo Melly. I'd honestly like never heard of him before. Um, but yeah, he, he had a big game too. He had a couple of pretty absurd shots. Lonzo Ball pretty much owned the overtime, um, for the Pistons. Uh, Derrick Rose scored a bunch, but I think we both would agree he didn't play that well. Um, even though he did score decently, I don't think he played that poorly. Langston Galloway had a pretty good night. So did, um, uh, um, Christian Wood. Uh, Sekou Dumboya put in another impressive performance, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, both Andre Drummond and Bruce Brown only played like 20 minutes, which that's something that I think we'll probably talk about as well. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Not a fun, not a particularly fun game. Um, we, we all kind of know where the team is at at this point, um, they're gonna. They're probably going to have Andre traded within the next month. There's a good chance that Langston Galloway is as well. There hasn't been as much chatter around Tony Snell. I would guess that that'll have to wait at least until next year when he's an expiring. But if someone were willing to take him, I'm sure they would trade him as well. Um, the only thing that is keeping Derrick Rose is that supposedly there's sort of a, a gentleman's agreement with with him that if he signed here he wouldn't get traded unless he wanted to which that's fine but if if he decides that he would like to be traded I'm sure that they'll also trade him so this is just kind of the reality there's a degree to which it's hard to care too much about any of it to be honest um I'm writing my recap I'm not done with it right now uh because Ku got home so we're recording now but I've already put that a couple places in while writing the recap is it's like it's like Tony Snell had a terrible game, but it's like I just have trouble caring that much about. It. Like with Andre, normally we I'd want to talk a bunch about like why did Andre play only twenty one minutes? I get that he didn't play that well, et cetera, et cetera. But like I just have trouble really caring about it at this point, just because we know that it's it's over, I guess. So I don't know. We didn't really talk about what we're gonna go through things with, but coup. Uh, if you want to start us off with anything you want to start with, then we'll just go from there. I've never been so disinterested in the Pistons in my life. <laughs> really? I sat during that game. The Ben Gordon like, Pistons were not less interesting no. to you than this? See, I was a kid. I was a kid then, so I had, like, blind optimism. I didn't know none of, like, uh, none of the outside stuff, like the little trades or the...
national championship game. Hey, just a sec. Sorry, sorry. You got you got back up like twenty seconds there. Um, I lost you for a moment. My apologies. What was the last thing you heard? Uh, you said you were just saying that you were a little kid. Oh yeah, I was a little kid. I didn't know nothing about like the cap situations and the trades and the contract he was under or anything like that. I just watched the Pistons because I liked the Pistons, but you know. I almost fell asleep multiple times during this game, at the game. Uh, you know, watched a couple of videos that also made me even more depressed. You know, while, while, during the game, just watched a couple of videos talking about how bad 2K's been, so then I got even more depressed about that. So, you know, it's just not a good day, not a good night. And, you know, the Pistons are the Pistons. There's not, like Joe said, I can't, I can't really care that much about anything, which... If you're ready, I wanted to go ahead and get into something real quick. Uh, let's, let's go for it. Lead the way. Uh, a trade needs to happen immediately. It, it has to get done. It has to happen because this little, like, everybody knows it's over. Everyone knows it's done. Like, it's, at this point, it's just somewhat awkward. It's like an awkward position we're in. Everyone knows that Andre's likely to be traded. We're likely shipping off people. We're, we're going in a new direction now. It's like it's just a sense of awkward now, awkwardness. And now it's like even during the games, it's like what direction are we trying to go? So, like, I, I was I got pissed that Marquise Morris was playing as much as he did. And I was like, what the hell? Like, now, Seku ended up playing like 35 minutes because we went to overtime. But Marquise was playing a lot. I think they were basically splitting minutes with each other until, like, the fourth quarter. And, like, I'm just like – what the hell is the point, dude? What's playing Marquise Morris going to do for us? We're not trying. Are we really trying to win? And and if Dwayne Casey's trying to win, that obviously seems to go against everything we should be doing. So like, what's the point of playing Marquise Morris or uh, playing him as much as Seku, where Seku can just be playing heavy minutes and just get some stuff out the way? Why? At this point, why are we playing? Uh, I even start thinking, why are we even playing Derek? Why, why are we closing with Derek? Well, especially why are we playing Derek Rose 37 minutes? When yeah, we all why, know why that they're trying to keep him on a minutes restriction. No, like, and, the, and the wildest thing to me was Dwayne Casey mentioned it uh, in the post game, saying something about how he played Jordan Bowen the first half. He, he wanted to get Jordan Bowen out there some looks. Well, dude, like, <laughs> don't you think that, you know, during Jordan Bowen's minutes you probably should have had Derek out the game? Give him, like, some rest. Like, yeah, what was the, for why, the record, why Jordan Bone only played eight minutes. Yeah, but if you sit Derek for those yeah, eight minutes. and Derek Rose played – I think Derek Rose played for all eight of those minutes. I oh, think. yeah, he did. He, no, Jordan Bone came out before Derek did. During yeah, that, I know. During that run. So, so uh, uh, the crazy thing is he was, like, giving that explanation because someone asked about why did Derek play so much. He was like, well, you know, I wanted to give Jordan Bone some run in the first half. And I was just like sitting there a little bit puzzled, like, dude, you played you played Derek with Jordan Bone during that during that time. I don't get why you're mentioning that, but fair enough. Either yeah. way, it's well, just like I'm, I'm So like, yeah, so it's like so Derek Rose plays Okay, no, you finish first and then I'll talk. You finish first, because I got plenty of Basically second, so. I was just like, why are we even playing these guys? Why are we at that point like this is the first time ever this is the first time so far I've reached this point with Andre. I've never got to this point, but like I was not even happy watching Andre play. Like I, it got to a point where I was just like, "Why are we even? Why am I watching Andre? He's probably gonna get traded. His era is over with. Like, why am I still watching this? It's just like no point in me watching him anymore. Like, I didn't, I didn't even want to watch him play. So like, it's that's how bad it's gotten. Like, there's no point in doing this. We just need to go ahead and get this new direction started as soon as possible. It's just like they're they're like stuck doing like two things at once. Like, what? I don't get it. I, it doesn't really make much sense to me. 
I feel like they're not really helping their case with what they're doing right now, especially with the whole Seku thing. I tell you this much, Joe. I know I, I've been ha- I've done had to swore allegiance to uh, Dwayne Casey, and I had to like I've had to like chill out, and I can't say nothing. But I promise you this much: if this game would have ended in fourth quarter, if we didn't have that overtime, and Seku Frill was taken out the game for for Tony Snell, who had zero points on the on the evening, over four. If I if you if that game would have ended at the end of fourth quarter, and Seku Frill was taken out the game for Tony Snell, in the situation we're at now, I, it would have been hard for me to uh, stay calm. That's all I'll say. But you can go ahead with what you're saying. It's just very awkward and just not pleasing watching any of even Andre. Like we know you guys know we like Andre, but it's even unpleasing for me to watch Andre because it's like I I know he's gone. There's no point like even having him around anymore. Like I. I don't, it's just, it's an, it's uneasy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like you said, one of the big things to me is that what even is the, like, what's the direction? What's the idea? So, in an overtime game, you play Derrick Rose 37 minutes, Bruce Brown plays just 21 minutes, and Jordan Bowen plays just 8. Right? So it's like, okay, so you do that, and so it's like, oh, so you're really trying to win this game. But then you don't bring back in Andre Drummond just to try and prove a point because he kept saying after the game, I'm going to play the guys who play hard. Okay, which I guess whatever. And you still you don't bring Bruce Brown back. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, what what is the goal here? Because I'll tell you this much, right? And we both have been pretty pro Derrick... Well, obviously you've been very pro Derrick Rose. Um, but I've been pretty easy on Derrick Rose. I think that he's done a, mostly a good job. But I'll tell you this. If the goal is, okay, screw it, we're rebuilding, I certainly don't want Derrick Rose playing 37 minutes while the two guys on your roster who are hypothetically you know, point guards in Bruce Brown and, and Jordan Bone play 21 and 8 minutes respectively, especially when all 8 of Jordan Bone's minutes, like you mentioned, were with Derrick Rose on the floor. Like, at the very least, let Jordan Bone play without Derrick Rose. Because Jordan Bone, basically, he had like two possessions where he actually handled the ball. Maybe? Don't, don't forget, Derrick Rose is supposed to be on a minutes restriction, apparently. Yeah, so, that's, like, yeah. so it's like, so you're blowing... Yeah, so he had not played 30 minutes in a game before, like a week or two ago, I forget which game it was, and now this is like the fourth or fifth straight game that he's gone over it. So it's like, you know, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, okay, so now you care enough about winning that you're just going to throw his minutes restriction out the window? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Do you think that maybe they're they're trying to play up his value, make him play, but show, show off a little bit more minutes so they mm. can then try trade him? No, not at all. Because the worst case scenario is he hurts himself. Because then you're definitely not trading him. So I actually think if they were worried about trading him, they would actually be as stringent to that as they possibly could. They'd be like, you're playing 28 minutes each night. Right? And it didn't matter what the situation was with the game, Derrick Rose is not playing. Like, overtime comes, you're at 28 minutes, my man, you're sitting down. And that'll be that. And he just wouldn't have played in overtime. Right? Like and I do understand with that with that kind of a thing, um, there's a degree to which you don't want to you know really tick off the player, uh, but it's just 
Yeah, it's just there's just a lack of what is the idea slash direction here. So like, okay, so Andre Drummond did not play well tonight. We both are in agreement on that. Um, but there's a degree to which it's like, was he really so bad that you decided you had to just bench him for like almost the entire second half? Like, I get that Jaleel Okafor gave him the business, but Jaleel Okafor can score, right? No one's ever doubted that. And, like, yeah, he didn't do well on offense, but, like, Andre Drummond has to play a bunch of minutes with Bruce Brown as his point guard. You know? Like, yeah, the offense was a mess when Bruce Brown was playing point guard. And, you know, like, Andre Dr- when Andre Drummond is your best offensive creator on the floor things are not going to go very well for you on offense. Like, no kidding. So I'm just, I'm not sure that it was that bad to justify that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, as anyone can tell you, I'm as big a Andre Drummond fan as they come. I think he's spectacular. I love watching him. But it's like, there's a degree to which it's just, I'm having trouble caring about it. To be honest, like, I mean, so he tied, um, he tied who, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Why am I drawing a blank on it? For the 2020 games. Lanier, Bob Lanier, that's it. Um, he tied Bob Bob Lanier for most 2020 games in a Detroit Pistons uniform. And it's like, that's kind of cool, but just, I just, I just, I'm not sure that I care that much about any of it. Um, I don't know. There's a degree to which I would still almost stand... I would still kind of stand by the idea that the Pistons don't necessarily have to trade him, but everything that both of us have heard have suggested that he is definitely getting traded. So I think that ship has kind of sailed. And, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, the good news is Seku continues to look really good. Um, I think that he's pretty clearly the best wing on the team already, which, as much as anything, is a is a is a is a sign of just how bad the Pistons' wing rotation is. But he's looked spectacular. I'm not sure. I mean, since Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris were on the team, there has not really been another guy on the wing who is as capable as Seku already is of both hitting threes and then also potentially pumping and then driving into the hoop. Um, he, he does have a few things that he pretty clearly needs to work on. First off, he needs to move his feet on defense. He needs to play defense with his body, not just his hands. He reaches too much, and then so he fouls too much. Then on offense, he does need to keep his head up and look for passes more. He has, like, what, two or three assists or something like that. He's averaging less than one assist per game. So that's obviously not what you want, but that's okay. He's looked really, really impressive. Um, Sveen Mikhailuk, we already talked about him a little bit in the last podcast, but um, I this is an official apology for underestimating him. I thought going into this season, I was like, I don't think this guy can play like at all. And he has absolutely proved me wrong. I'm all the way on board with him. I think he's a good player. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of... Like, if you're trying to win the game, why not put Andre Drummond back in the game? Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, this is how bad it is right now. It's it's so bad right now. Like, I haven't written anything in, like, a week and a half. Like, I, it's just, like, I don't know, like, even talking about the Pistons. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know, like, what to write about. 
because am I, am I going to go write about what things they can change to like get better and start trying to win games? But like, are they trying to win games? Like, would that even make sense? So should I write about, you know, or talk about ways to start losing on purpose? But also, like, do like I don't know what they're doing. Like, it's 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 dead. It's dead as like one of the worst situations I've ever I've ever found myself in. This is this is awful. I can't enjoy the games because I don't know what to root for. Like, I don't know what I'm wanting to happen. Am I wanting them to lose or am I wanting this game? Am I am I wanting to see like? Like, do I want to see Derek continue to play and score, or do I want to see some of the young guys play? Like, I, it, they need to pick a direction. They just need to pick a direction and get this over with, because I can't – I'm speaking for myself at this point. This is for my own purpose. You guys need to do a move to, to make me feel better. Because I can't do my job with you guys like this. I can't do anything. I can't write about nothing. I can't say nothing. Like, I don't know what to talk about, what to criticize. Like, I don't know what, that, what, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is, this is cancerous. I mean – I don't know that I necessarily agree with that uh, because we do know what the direction is. The reason really? why, yeah, the reason why it's, fr- as far as like big term, they're going to trade Andre. They're going to at least try and trade Langs and Galloway. Uh, once again, I doubt that they will be trading Tony Snell at this deadline. I doubt anyone oh, will oh, have much. Wait, 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 wait. Langston mentioned something about being traded today after the game. What did he say? He, they asked something about, uh, I think it was about Jordan Bone getting minutes or whatever, and it was like a long soliloquy about him pretty much saying, you know, young players need to take advantage of their time because you don't know when it will come. And then pretty much said something along. He pretty, he said, uh, you know, you don't know about about this business when your opportunity will show up because you know, one day we're all here and the next day we all could be you could be playing with new teammates or we, we could be traded and you could be having a new spot. Blah, blah, blah. I just thought it was interesting that he mentioned that. Uh, well, it's because he knows what's up. He knows where it's going. He's been, I think he's been traded twice in his career. But, so, yeah, I mean, so they're going to trade Andre. They're probably going to trade Langs and Galloway. I don't think anyone would have much interest in Snell this year, maybe next year around the deadline. Uh, but if they were able to, they would try to trade Tony Snell. Um, if Derrick Rose gives the okay, they would probably trade Derrick Rose, but it sounds like they probably are not going to. That's what it's sort of the vibe sort of seems to be. So we know that it's happening, right? The The issue and the frustration is that it's just we're just kind of sitting around waiting, you know, where, where it's like, yeah, the, this is the end of the Andre Drummondera, and he... I think he deserves better than this, but that's what it is. He's going to have left with having like a single full season with an above average NBA point guard in, at on on the Pistons, which is pretty sad. But that's that's a thing for another time, and I think we'll talk. We'll we'll probably do some reflecting on that whenever the trade actually does happen. Um, but yeah, so. We, we do know what the greater direction is. The frustration is that it hasn't happened yet, and then clearly the coach, though, doesn't realize what the greater direction is because he's playing Derrick Rose 37 minutes and Markeith Morris 18. You know, so it it's frustrating because of that. That's not because, well, we don't know what to write about. I mean, I know what to write about. There's lots of things you to You need to go ahead and give me some ideas then. Uh, well, I'm certainly going to be... I just wrote a piece about how Bruce... Which we talked about, the way that Bruce has really impressed me um, with the steps I've that he's made and the improvements he's made. 
Um, I'm definitely going to write some stuff about Seku, some stuff about Svi. Um, I'm going to write about some guys that they shouldn't trade for. Um, like, I, I want nothing to do with Dennis Smith Jr. at all. Just as a for instance. Um, so, I, here's... We don't need to get into who they're not going to trade for. We can save this for, like, tomorrow or something when there's not a game. But, um... Did you know that Dennis Smith Jr.'s true shooting percentage is, like, identical to Frank Nielakina's? Yeah. So, for all people talk about, oh, Frankie Smokes can't score and Dennis Smith is this dynamic scorer... Dennis Smith has been, like, comically... He's literally Stanley Johnson levels of inefficiencies as a scorer. So, yeah, I don't... I really don't think I want anything to do with him. Uh, So I'm probably going to write a thing about that. You know, just general where we're going with the team. But it's definitely frustrating right now. You can only write so much about Bruce Brown. I've already (laughs) written about him twice. Yeah, that's true. You know, for the sites I write for, they've already written about Seiku, so it's not like we're about to put out, like, multiple things about the same... Like, it's, I feel like it's just that we're repeating the same thing for, like, the past three weeks. We've just been repeating the same same message, same pieces, same information. It's just been the same thing being said over and over, and it's, it's more annoying for now. It's, it's annoying to me now, so I'd rather just... I'd rather not just... Yeah, I understand that. There, There's a degree to which everyone's just kind of in a holding pattern until the move happens. Right, yep. so until the Andre trade happens and we see what their return is, and you know until something changes, basically, we're all just kind of nervously waiting for it to happen to see where things go. But yeah, it's it sucks. There's no other way to put it. That's what it is. It sucks. This really sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. um, since we since you talked about it a little bit. Uh... I think the Pistons have, have no choice but to trade Derrick Rose. I don't think there's any way they should be thinking about keeping him because I'll tell you why. Like, it makes no – Derrick is not in a position. He's thir- he's 31, but he's not in a position where he just doesn't want to play a lot. Like, obviously, he's – Glenn Casey said after the game that he wanted to play the entire overtime. He didn't want to sit. So, you know, he, he wants to play. He said multiple times that he wants to play for a winner. He wants to try to win a championship. But most importantly, I think we all can understand he wants to be – he wants to get his minutes. He, he clearly has plenty left in the tank, and he wants to play and show that he has that. He doesn't want to just be, like, barely playing or, like, playing 20 minutes a night, 22 minutes a night as a backup to, like, some young guys if we want to start some young guys. So, like, that doesn't make sense. That's one. It, it wouldn't be fair to him. Because if we do go in the – okay, so this is basically it. If we do decide to go in the tanking direction, which it seems like that's what's about to happen or basically is happening, but – He's he's gonna have to lose some minutes. He's gonna lose some minutes. We're gonna have to play Jordan Bone. We're gonna be playing Bruce Brown, and where Derek's just gonna lose minutes. So then that wouldn't be fair to him. But then on the other side, of the, on the other side of it, if we do go that direction, there's also the possibility that Lorraine Casey may say, "Screw it, I'm still gonna play him 36 minutes, and or 30 minutes, and he's still gonna be trying to help them win." And the the worst case worst case is he actually does win you guys some games that you guys probably don't want to win. And he takes minutes away from young players that you probably want to be playing, and he's taking them away. So I just don't see how it makes much sense for either side to want to be here. Because if we, if we take the tanking side, and we decide we don't want we want to give Jordan Bowman minutes, Bruce Brown the minutes, all the point guard, Derek's going to be losing minutes, and he's not going to want that. And then 
if we don't give uh, Jordan Bone the minutes, then Derrick Rose is playing too many minutes for a tanking squad, and he's he may win you some games you don't want to win, and then he's just clogging up the time for other young players to play. So it doesn't really make sense on both ends, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, once again, so supposedly they're not going to trade him unless he wants to be traded because that was sort of an unspoken deal um, when he signed on. And, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess it doesn't really bother me. Um, like you said, though, I'm not sure why he wouldn't want to be traded at this point, to be honest. Like, I mean, there's several contending teams that could definitely have use for him. Like, um, like I think the Lakers could really use him. Everyone talks about how they need another guy who's like a real facilitator ball handler other than LeBron and Anthony Davis. So, like, you know, Caruso and Rajon Rondo are both still decent point guards, but when they're, neither of those guys are going to score a lot or anything like that, right? So when LeBron's not out there, they don't have anybody who can really do that. So I think they could really use him. And, like, why wouldn't you rather play on the Lakers right now than the Pistons? Um, there's a few other teams that certainly could use him as well that are good teams. Even if, you, even if there's a degree to which he almost wants to not... It's like maybe he doesn't want to go to the Lakers... Because, you know, he just doesn't want to deal with all that spotlight crap, right? Because, which would be understandable. But, like, I mean, the Pacers could probably use him, right? Like, if you go to the Pacers, you're not suddenly going to be thrust into the big national spotlight, but you still get to play for a team that's worth a crap. So, yeah, I struggle to imagine that he really just won't want to be traded, but um, right now it sounds like they're not going to. Is I there's been a couple Vince wrote a piece that pretty much said they're not going to trade him and he doesn't really want to be traded so that doesn't make a lot of sense to me but if that's really what it is I mean it doesn't really bother me I guess at the very least he'll make the Pistons slightly watchable while he's on the floor um, but does he though he scores occasionally <laughs> yeah but and then here, it, like, here, okay here's the, here's the main thing okay is now tonight was an exception where he played 37 minutes but Bruce Brown and Jordan Bone neither of those guys are likely your point guard of the future right maybe Bruce but we both and we've talked about this I wrote about it Bruce is not ready to be full-time ball handler when he is ball handler on his own you know he's clearly in over his head which is okay right so if Derrick Rose is playing, you know, 28 minutes a night as the lead ball handler, I don't think that's really screwing with anybody's development. You know, that's still leaving, what, 20... How many games are in a basketball game again? 48? <laughs> Come on, are we serious? Yeah, so... That's where, where we've got. No, sorry. But, you know, that leaves plenty of time for other guys to, you know, be the lead ball handler and stuff. So that doesn't bother me. Um, and clearly he's a guy that other players like, by all accounts. Um, that's what all that you heard out of Minnesota, that the other guys really, really liked him. Um, and you've I certainly haven't heard anything but good things from Detroit, that mostly other players like him and whatnot. So in the end, I guess I don't really care. The main thing that would be frustrating is that I think the Pistons could actually probably get something decent back for him if they traded him at this deadline. Um, 
So, like, just as a... Now, I don't love Kyle Kuzma, but I think that no. a Derrick Rose for Kyle Kuzma trade, that could be no. a good trade for the Lakers. You wouldn't want Kuzma? Like, outright would not want him? There. Why not? He, I don't know. Why? He's not good. Okay. I'm not a big fan of Kuzma. He clearly is not as good as, like, his perception is just because he's on the Lakers. But he's not bad. He's not good. He's an he's a he's an interesting player. No, he's not. And he's a he's wing. He's the sort of wing that the Pistons could use. No, he's 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 Jeff Green, the light skinned version. Of no, Jeff that's Green. that's not true. That is unfair. Yes, he's he's a better scorer than Jeff Green ever has been. Is he? Yeah. I don't know about that. Last season he scored 18 points a game. What's Jeff Green's uh, trash highest? Team. Joe, go look at the man's true shooting percentage. Look, okay, I get that he's not, like, that good. He can't pass for his life. Or either he can't pass or he just chooses not to pass. He's not a very good three-point shooter. Okay, scratch that then. Because I, I don't like Kyle Kuzma enough to he's all go defend him. Keep him the hell away from us, okay. please. But, you know, just like, I think that they could get a real piece back for him. So that's a frustration as much as as much as anything, quite frankly. But I mean, once again, if there was a sort of unspoken deal, um, I don't think it's worth you know sullying a reputation. You know, when you're the Pistons, you can't afford to have your reputation with free agents sullied at all, right? Like they're going to have a hard enough time getting guys to come to Detroit in the future as it is. So. I see no reason to do something to tick off a player that, by all accounts, is really, really popular with his peers. So, yeah, it just it doesn't bother me if he sticks around. Uh, it, now, if the Pistons this summer, you know, in the draft, if they spend a draft pick on a new point guard, right, and and you still want Bruce to be playing point guard, and maybe you give Jordan Bone an actual contract. Then I'll be like, okay, we don't have space for you to play, my man. Bye. Right? <laughs> that would change things. But for now, at least, for this season at least, I mean, I don't care if he plays 28 minutes a night. That doesn't bother me. Um, one thing with Jordan Bone that I'd like to bring up is when the Pistons do make trades, um, I would like them to try and open up a – leave an open roster spot, so basically give away more players than they take back. Or at least in guaranteed money. So if they take back even um, even numbers, maybe bring back somebody that they can just cut right away or something. Because I would like to give Jordan Bone, or if they prefer Lewis King, I would guess that Jordan Bone would be above King in the hierarchy. But um, give one of those, convert one of those guys to a full contract. Um, you know, I just as long as you're doing the full rebuild, the guy that you picked with your second round draft pick, you may as well make it a full contract instead of the two way one. Um, since we're going for the full rebuild. And then you don't need to worry about any of the, um, you know. So, like, when you're on a two-day contract, there's a limited number of days you're allowed to be with the NBA team. So then you can just not have to worry about that or anything like that. So, yeah, that's one thing that they should do when they trade guys. They should try and get away, find a way to make it so that they can convert um, that into a, his into a full NBA contract. Yeah. The Pistons, the Pistons just need to go out and full-on tank this season. I mean, that's what they're doing, Coop. 
No, I mean like they've they, lost to no, some pretty I'm, bad they, teams in the last. They week. need they need to trade everyone that's good and just tank this complete season and try to go for the top three pick. They can get there if you look at the stand. They they are not far away from being a third pick. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no question about that. They need to just trade D-Rose, get rid of Drummond, get this get, get this going immediately. Okay, one thing, so can... I'm not too worried about necessarily having to trade Derrick Rose. That's, I am. Because, okay, I mean, if you trade Andre Drummond, this team is done for. They've okay. got, they're not going to win any games at all. <laughs> right? Like, we can agree on this? Fair enough. Derrick Rose is not saving them. Like, once again, that's why I'm not too worried about it. Because, like... Once Andre's traded, Langston Galloway is likely traded. I mean, Derrick Rose is not going to save them from... I Maybe he'll win one or two extra games. Maybe. But at that point, you're about as bad as you can possibly be. So, it just... It doesn't bother me if you keep Derrick Rose as... And call it veteran leadership. And once again, there's not really any other real point guards on this roster that are ready for it. So, you know, it'd be nice to have at least one guy on the team who's able to, like, actually run an offense that Svima Kyle can keep and Sekou Dumboya can keep, you know, getting the occasional open three-pointer, that sort of thing. You know, that does have real value to have guys be able to play with an actual NBA-caliber point guard. So, yeah, that just, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, I certainly will not be disappointed if he says, no, I'm good to be traded, and they are able to trade him for something valuable, but... I'm just not too worried about that. If they are indeed going to just hold on to him, that's fine with me. So, All right. Yeah, I don't know. We're only at like 30 minutes, but is there anything else you want to say here? There's not a lot else I want to say. It's a pretty frustrating game. Yeah, there's not much. I could talk about the Pelicans. <laughs> I was more interested in what I saw from Lonzo Ball. He actually yeah, – it's funny you say that. Lonzo Ball, <laughs> he scored 17 points. 24 shot equivalents to get there. <laughs> and seven turnovers. Yep. I know he controlled the overtime, but... Whew. He played 46 minutes. That's a lot. You see how good they were with him on the court? Plus 11 on the night. Yeah. It's a mess. This is going to really suck. <laughs> I've already accepted that. I'm, There's I'm no other watching. way to put it. It's, it's going to be like this for another like two years, Koo. Uh, no, nah, I've already accepted the fact that I'm going to have to start finding different things to do with my life. <laughs> Except the lines are trash. This is going to really suck. going to be trash. You can start watching Sumo. There's a tournament right now. Leave me alone. You ever watch Sumo? I, like I have sumo. no interest in watching sumo. You should. It's fun. I love sumo. Stay beautiful, everybody. <laughs> All right. So we're going to call that a wrap here. We're at like 35 minutes. Um, yeah, stay beautiful, everybody. And I can't even say go Pistons because I just I don't care. It's over. It's all over. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Oh, I know what to close on. I've got a quote I can give everybody here. Oh, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> One moment, please. I, I just got to pull it up. All right. Ready for this, Koo? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> this is something that Arthur Schopenhauer said from his poem, On the Suffering 
of the world. The best consolation and misfortune or affliction of any kind will be the thought of other people who are still in a worse plight than yourself. And this is a form of consolation open to everyone. But what an awful fate this means for mankind as a whole. We are like lambs in a field, disporting themselves under the eye of the butcher, who chooses our first one and then another for his prey. That's where I'm at. If you don't end this damn podcast, I what the hell was that? What the, <laughs> what the hell were you just reading? It's all over, man. There's nothing left. All right, so that's going to be it. Stay beautiful, everybody.